Hello there, it's co-host Jeremy with our final Rewind episode of our little break here. We are beginning season three next week. Unfortunately, due to various personal circumstances amongst our co-hosts, we are going to be pushing back our Patreon push to... I think we're looking at around January, so we're still planning on getting a special gift out to our Patreon subscribers and special gift to those who sign up at that time, but for now, here's an example episode of what our Patreons receive as a bonus episode. This is the Chilites, Stoned Out of My Mind 45, and also a little hint at uh, what's to come for the season three opener? All right, enjoy. Welcome to I Buy That for a Dollar, a podcast about inexpensive, common, and underappreciated records that are waiting to be rediscovered. I'm your host, Sean Hartman, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Jeremy and Peter, and they like do podcasts and listen to music and stuff. That's what they do. Ooh, this is premium content right here. No yep. introductions. Listen, the people that follow us on Patreon already know that none of those things are true. And we don't have to try and front for them. They know who we are. They love us anyways. They give us that money once a month. And we're just here to, we're here to supply them with the realness. We're not flossing or fronting. Mm-mm. None of that here on these premium episodes. I don't even feel the need to pretend I am somehow involved with Limp Bizkit. because <laughs> you're not. I feel free to be me in yeah. the premium zone. If you were totally being free to be you, what... Shy Light song would you be listening to? The only one that I love, which is Stoned Out of Your Mind. This is the it's only, such a good song. This is the only one you love, Jeremy? This is the only one I would go as far as say is love. There's other ones I like. Of like songs in general or just Shy Lights? Shy, shy Lights. Shy Lights specifically. <laughs> this is the only song I love. This and uh, Pretty Paper, the John Denver Christmas song. Is that John Denver? That's Willie Nelson, bro. Willie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it so much. Can't even keep track of who sings it. After a year yeah. of podcasting about record collecting, our audio engineer has finally found one song that he likes. <laughs> well, let's hear it. And one song that he thinks he likes. That's enough buildup for me. I want to hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Chai Lights, Stoned Out of My Mind. Baby, 
Every element of that song is one of my favorite soul things that I listen for. You've got the amazing kind of sensitive male falsetto lead vocals. You've got the incredible group harmony with the gospel influence. You've got the the perfect amount of horns and strings in there that are just there for the hook. They don't distract. Mm. There's not too much of them. Love those horns. The guitar licks are funky. The drums are so funky. It's got that perfect mid-tempo, still danceable, but kind of laid back vibe going on. Man, it's it's the perfect soul song. It's so good. I agree. That's oh, why I brought it. Perfect. <laughs> it's one of those songs, I don't know. I feel like right when you hear it, there's just something immediate about it. And it feels like ahead of its time or out of its time in a certain way to me. And I can't put my finger on what it is. It just sounds like clean and crisp and like, I'm not sure what it is because it doesn't sound like other soul songs to me in a certain way. It's because it's that Chi town sound that Chicago's soul was a, a perfect balance between like Memphis and Detroit sounds. There's a little bit of the blues going on, but it's not as muddy sounding, not as reverby as the Southern stuff. And it's not as clean and pop friendly as the Detroit stuff. It's got kind of its own thing going on there. Plus, there, there seems like there was a strong 
Philadelphia Chicago connection going on. There's a lot oh, of yeah. soul bands that started in Chicago and then went to Philadelphia later on in the seventies, which I believe the shy lights did. And so did the Dells who were a good comparison to this group. Also for initially from Chicago. I was unaware of that until I did was doing the research for our Iceman's band episode and Jerry Butler. And I, you know, he was recruiting musicians from Philadelphia, taking them back to Chicago. I, I noticed what a link in connection there was between those two cities. Definitely. I don't understand. If you listen to the lyrics of that song, nowhere else other than the line stoned out of my mind, is it like referencing drugs or anything? Is there another meaning to stoned that I don't know? Stoned love. Yeah, that was a relatively common expression at that time you know you had the album stone soul picnic stone in love with you was a phrase that was used and i've always been a little curious if it was specifically supposed to mean something entirely different and there was not as much of a drug connection or if it was definitely a drug connection and they just had to be slightly subtle about it so that they could pretend like it didn't mean that because there's a long history of songs, especially soul songs and blues songs of being varying levels of thinly veiled explicit content. And this could be another example of that, but I'm just not sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure either. I I kept like kind of analyzing the lyrics for like, is there anything drug related here? Because it just seems like a kind of a broken heart sort of song. I will say... It is the perfect soundtrack for that, like, when you first get high, kind of, what is what is the word I'm thinking of here? Of course, I can't think of a word to describe uh, getting high and listening to this song, but <laughs> that has that... Stoned out of your mind, perhaps? <laughs> Not even. <laughs> no, it has kind of that uh, blissful, euphoric kind of feel, like we were yeah. talking about. It's groovy, but it doesn't want to make you get up and move. Like, you can just kind of sit there and vibe to it a little bit. Every element of the song works perfectly with getting high i think (laughs) sean can confirm yeah that's his smoking product tested sean approved smoking music is the shy lights well i'm gonna just i'm gonna say a little bit about the shy lights because sean was like where are they from i was like chicago shy lights come on bud right and then i got on the microphone acting like i always knew they were from chicago (laughs) I would do the same. That's act- that's actually how we do this podcast. None of us know shit about these records before <laughs> the episode is done. We just like cram the cliff notes up to a few days beforehand and try and pretend like we know something like we're talking about. Yeah, I just before we started this, I looked that up and saw they're from Chicago. Duh, shy lights. No wonder. <laughs> Don't tell yeah. the normie listeners, Patreon folk. Don't tell them we're frauds. They already know. They know who we are. That's between us. So the Shy Lights were the kind of the conglomeration of two different bands in Chicago. There was a doo-wop group, the Chanteurs, that Eugene Record, Robert Lester, and Clarence Johnson were a part of. And they nabbed two dudes from the Desideros, they were kind of a funkier band out of Chicago, and they formed a band that they called the Highlights because they saw themselves as being the highlights of their two bands. 
and they were kind of forming a regional super group. Which happened a lot with some of the bigger 60s soul groups. I mean, that was the story of the Temptations. The beginning of it was just the, you know, the taking the best members of the two most successful doo-wop groups on the underground scene and starting a new band and trying to get famous. Can I interject with something horrible? <laughs> Please do. Okay, that's what I do on this show. I couldn't help but wonder while listening to that song what it would have sounded like if Eddie Kendricks had sang it. I can't imagine it would have sounded too much different, arguably maybe a little bit better if that's even possible. I know. But I, it's it's definitely, it's got that Eddie Kendricks influence to it for sure. I guess that's what I mean is I, I initially was just really heard that and nothing against the song or the singer. I think he did a great job, but I definitely wondered, is like, is that, that seems like an Eddie Kendricks inspired vocal. Yeah, I really love the delivery though. It's really like not showy to me at all and has this like blissful floaty feel. It's dreamy. That Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have that like look at me or pay attention to me like feel to it at all and I I love that. Yeah. I definitely dig it. You know who else they kind of remind me of slightly is that band The Intruders. I know Peter you listen to them a little bit, right? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, they both got that kind of like mid-tempo vibe with the the really cool, interesting lead singers. Yeah, and honestly, before going into this, the only song I knew by the Shylights was Have You Seen Her? And that's mainly because MC Hammer used that on his Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him. And I, you can't you couldn't avoid that album in 1990. I, I know y'all were little little ones then. But yeah, uh I wasn't uh I wasn't hitting the record stores at the age of one. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the that voice you heard was Eugene Record. Yeah, and what he, a name. Yeah, perfect name. <laughs> but he kind of became the like lead guy. He was the main songwriter for the group and became like the producer as well. Okay. That name sounds familiar. Did he have like a solo career or produce stuff for other people too? He did both of those things. Okay. I think most notably, he helped write and produce some songs for Jackie Wilson. Oh, okay. But the Shy Lights signed in 68 with a Chicago indie label, Brunswick Records, mm-hmm. that I believe is who this single came out with. That was also Jackie Wilson's label for most of his career. So they oh, were label mates. I didn't know that. They were also 100% a mafia-run label. Heck yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and I know that because Jackie Wilson tried to switch to Motown when Barry Gordy got started because Barry Gordy financed Motown off of writing songs for Jackie Wilson. And then the mafia hung Jackie Wilson over a balcony and said, you can either resign with Brunswick or we drop you off this balcony. Which one? Ooh, that's an easy choice. Yeah. <laughs> In 69, the Chi Lights put out their first hit, Give It Away. Followed by Are You My Woman? That's a Red Hot Chili Peppers cover, right? Oh, you got me. (laughs) In case you didn't listen to the episode, I hit uh, either Sean or Peter with that when they did Higher Ground by Johnny Hammond. Yeah, that that was my episode. I didn't see it coming, but I think I handled it appropriately. Yeah, it turns out that the Red Hot Chili Peppers have actually ghostwritten at least 50% of the hits of the last 100 years. Verifiable yeah. facts. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's why a lot of songs... Where we go one, we go all. A lot of songs just have random profanity inserted in them, even going back to like 1940. 
Uh, we are giving too much airtime to <laughs> the red, red hot, hot chili, chili peppers. We need to stop there. So, that aforementioned song, Are You My Woman, has a very now famous horn line that became the main hook to Beyonce's Crazy in Love. That uh, I'm not familiar with that one. Can you sing it to me? Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, that was good, Jeremy. I applaud you. Thank you. So, you know, between that and the Chai Lights catalog and the MC Hammer royalties Eugene got from when MC Hammer re-recorded uh, what song was it, Peter? Have you seen her? Have you seen her? Tell yeah. me, have you seen her? Yeah, Eugene Record, he retired comfortably. We'll say <laughs> that's good. I'm glad to hear that. After those first few hits, they had "Have You Seen Her" as well, and then another song, "Oh Girl," that became their biggest hit, followed by. Their last hit with this lineup, which was Stoned Out of My Mind, which we discovered right before going on the air here, is actually the B-side on this single. Yeah, which can be kind of hard to tell on 45s because they don't always say on the label whether it's the A or B-side. The two ways you can usually tell with a 45 is underneath the catalog number, which is going to be the same on both sides of the record. There's like a matrix number in smaller print underneath that. Generally, the smaller of the two numbers is the A side. And then oftentimes the etching on the dead wax between the grooves and the label will have the number there as well with either an A or B next to it for which one is supposed to be the A and B side. Yeah, etched into the actual runout groove of the record, right? Yeah, it looks like someone scrawled on it with like a little exacto knife or something. Pressing plant info. Yep. Super pro tip there, boys. So, yeah, this was that song we listened to was kind of their last hit with this lineup. And then there was some tumultuous lineup changes through the 70s, including Eugene himself uh, stepping away and starting to record solo material with Warner Brothers. And then in 1980, Eugene decided to reform the original lineup and put out the music under his label that he had started called Chai Sound Records. And through the 80s, they had a few more hits and started to kind of become like a legacy act, like Mm -hmm. doing the sort of nostalgia circuit to a certain degree. Yeah, wearing the sequin suits and playing the casinos and state fairs and such. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Eugene once again left in 1990 to record solo and then made a buttload of money from MC Hammer. (laughs) Hell yeah. Love it. Which, you know, Hammer for a minute had enough money to go around before he misspent it and totally went broke. That does happen from time to time with many entertainers. (laughs) True. So we'll leave you with the the A side, Someone Else's Arms. Which, like most of the other Shy Light song, is not nearly as good as Stoned Out of My Mind. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, be honest. I listened to a bunch of their other songs as well, and nothing quite grabbed me like 
stoned out of my mind does. I mean, they, they got some hits. They got some songs. And, you know, other people might like more of their material. But, you know, from my perspective and also Jeremy's, this is by far their, their best song, Stoned Out of My Mind. But, you know, dig in. You might find some stuff you like even more. Yeah, there's oodles and oodles of Soul 45s out there. They're one of the easiest bands to find on 45, at least in the Midwest. You know, we're only about two and a half hours away from Chicago, so these records are everywhere. Some of their LPs are a little more expensive, but the, you know, some of the mid-career albums from the Shylights are really easy to find, too. And they've, they've all got hits on them. They're worth listening to. Don't be shy. Dig in. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> So we're going to get out of here? Yeah, we'll leave them with someone else's arms and leave them waiting for that next premium nip, you know? Mm-hmm. Got to have it. The yeah. first stoned out of your mind is free. Wait, no, it wasn't free, though. These people generously have contributed <laughs> to us. At least $5 a month. Thanks. Well, thank you ever so much. Thank you, patrons. Bye. <laughs> But my heart just won't let me So afraid of losing you But my mind just won't let me Oh, you've done me wrong And I know you know I know you know Someone else's arms Someone else's arms You're gonna be sorry You're gonna be sorry I wanna see see the world But my eyes just won't let me In someone else's arms Someone else's arms You're gonna be sorry Here's to the pain you brought me
get me someday. 